All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Of all people, Jordana, you know that life is not a fair uh, certainly. Life is a lot of things, but fair in one of them. And I found out on Friday uh, some news that was shocking to me about my Uncle Jim. Now, Jim Carter uh, has never joined us on the air, but I know Chad had him on a couple times in years past because he is a advocate, a lover of the University of Minnesota. Uh, my uncle um, played for the University of Minnesota, was part of the last Big Ten championship team uh, that the Gopher football team has had. And went on to play in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers, uh, which is why when I was a kid, I was a huge Green Bay Packer fan. This is back when the Packers were just terrible, by the way. Um, he's my godfather and my uncle and my dad's younger brother and somebody I've always looked up to. Very successful businessman, went on to a, a long career in the car business, car dealer, owned many dealerships in uh, Wisconsin. And I found out this weekend, <clears throat> excuse me, on Friday that uh, my uncle is uh, suffer, suffering from uh, cancer. Ironically, it's the same cancer that my dad had. Uh, and it was about a year ago when my dad informed me that he had uh, m- uh, melanoma that took his life in, in March. And my uncle has the same cancer. And it's my understanding that he's um, <clears throat> not doing well and um, maybe uh, down to his final days. And I was able to talk to him this weekend on the phone. It was a brief conversation, and he sounded at peace with what's coming for him. And he, he, was, he actually sounded very good, and we reminisced about some times fishing we had together. Obviously a very emotional conversation. Um, I just, it's just too bad. It's, again, it's the cards you, you get dealt with, right? And it's not me, and it's not my personal health, but... Uh, it's just a, another gut punch considering especially losing my dad this year. And my uncle was mm-hmm. a strong personality, somebody who is a strong personality, somebody who always wouldn't pull no punches. He'd have been a great radio host because mm-hmm. very opinionated, not afraid, not shy to express his opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a biting criticism at times including for the University of Minnesota, which he dearly, dearly loved, still loves that university, uh, with the exception of the current football coach, the current athletic director, and a former president. Yeah, my uncle didn't really say, my uncle was a big fan, is a big fan of Jerry Kill's. And Jerry Kill, the former coach, obviously Jerry Kill had issues with P.J. Fleck. And when P.J. Fleck came in, uh, my uncle was very critical of P.J. Fleck and kind of the new uh, coach you know, the, the, the very rah-rah kind of um, marketing guru that P.J. Fleck is, for right or wrong. And my uncle's old school that way uh, and being critical. And he took a lot of heat for it, especially for, and frankly, for some of the current uh, row-the-boat P.J. Fleck apologists and supporters, uh, which I get. But he was ne- he, he's never shying away from those types of conversations. And he just he's somebody that... Um, he and my dad had a, had a rough patch for a while in their life where they were both, uh, it was a business thing, and uh, 
thank God that they were able to put that aside and become close in my dad's later years. And my uncle gave a beautiful eulogy for my father uh, during mm-hmm. his funeral. And um, he just he's a, he's a guy also who has flaws like all of us. And he's very public about his flaws. And he's a guy who's worked on those flaws for many, many years. And I, that's I just wanted to tell him that, you know, even though that was a big part of who he is about in, in the recovery and, and overcoming his demons, that, that didn't define him. And it doesn't define him. And I just wanted to take a couple minutes to talk about my uncle, that I, that I love him very much, and I hope he's at peace. Um, and um, that it's been a rough year for the Carter family. And just... Yeah. Um, it's just uh, thank you for allowing me to just talk a few moments about my Well, uncle. thank you for that beautiful tribute. I think that often t- I look, we have a, an amazing platform to be able to do this and honor our personal loved ones. Mm-hmm. I think that people don't often do that. And your uncle is still alive. Yep. And I, I hope you're going to send him this because I often feel that we should eulogize people before they die exactly. so they know how much they and, are loved and the effect they've had on our lives. And I'm so grateful. I was up. Uh, hunting again this weekend and usually uh, you know the cell phone service where we hunt is touch and go and i was able to take his phone call and have that small conversation with him like i said emotional but i was able to tell him what he what he means to me and i'm glad he knows that and um i i just i I hope he's in a better place soon and uh, i'm I'm thinking about him as my family is too and my mom too my mom um you know Got divorced from my dad a long time ago, but my dad, or excuse me, my uncle and my mom have remained very close. So, oh, um, that's she, so nice. She is understandably she's had a rough go. She she lost her yeah. best friend in the whole world a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago to Alzheimer's. So it's just mm-hmm. it's not not been a good stretch. Um, it's been heavy, Adam. Yes. I mean, you're, you're experiencing a lot of death, which is horrible, but I think it's amplified with the crises that are going around the world, with our political dissatisfaction in this country, yeah. with you know the rise of hate for, for, from a lot of different factions. Yep. So I think the world right now, and people may be at home, I, I don't want to depress anybody, but if you're feeling heavy, if you're feeling like, wow, things are, are it's not It's hard right, to escape it. Is it. A, it's hard to yes, escape it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why we do our random review tomorrow, and we'll uh, try to find something fun to watch. And hopefully this Thanksgiving, everybody can take a break and reset. And I know sometimes it's more stressful being with your family than not, but whatever coping strategies you have, hopefully you can put them in place. And you have a couple of days off. I'm actually, I've requested a couple of days off in December because I definitely need a break from the news. It is intense. And we get really wrapped up. You need a break from yeah, me. We, I get it. And, and David. Oh yeah. Yes. You guys are the worst. Are. I mean, imagine, friends, if you had to work with these two yahoos <laughs> every day. I mean, exhausting would be just, you know, trying to keep them in line. It's exhausting. But uh, no, seriously, I'm glad you shared, Adam. And you know what? We can use this place to vent and, mm-hmm. and to share. And I also, one thing that I, I don't know if this will give you comfort, and people can chime in with me, when I was um, diagnosed a second time with cancer and I was convinced I was going to die, I thought, this is definitely mm-hmm. it. Yep. You know, I fought the battle, but it's come back. It's, you know, showing me who's boss. I'm di- this is the end. I think people who really believe that or are facing a terminal illness in reality, which I was not, thank God, I recovered again. But um, at some point you come to terms with, okay, if this is the end for me, 
I will be satisfied or I will quickly change whatever you need to change in your life for the remaining time that you have left. Or or you, you take stock and you look back and you say, okay, I know the end is coming, whether it's a year or, you know, six months or whatever it is. And hopefully you look back on your life saying these are, there are things that I can be proud of. There are mistakes that are made. I have reconciled with those, but, but this is a life that I left you know, hopefully better or whatever it takes for you to be accepting. And hopefully your uncle is in a place where he can do that. And I, I imagine that he is. He sounded like he was, and he sounded very yes. accepting of, of what has been dealt to him. And um, that, that gives and me that's comfort. Beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes, and that gives it should. Me comfort. It, yeah, it should. Because death, by the way, no one's ever escaped it. Right. Death is a part of life. Undefeated. And if we start death is normalizing, yep. yes, it is. And we need to normalize the fact that it's coming for all of us. And to make that transition a little easier for the ones that are left behind and the people facing it. I understand it's scary. I understand no one's ever come back. Um, and we don't know what happens. No matter who tells you, we yes. don't know what happens. So that is scary. But we also should be more accepting of that this is something like you said it's undefeated it has gotten all of us and um and talk about it more i'm I'm sure you felt better after talking with you i do and i love talking to you about it because you are in a unique position that not many people have in that you you just said that you were convinced that you were going to die and you're not and you're here i'm not and you have a very uh, unique perspective and i think a lot of people should listen to that because we all could use a few lessons like that now now and then. And uh, to be up where I was, <clears throat> up uh, deer hunting, mm-hmm. and I know <laughs> you're going to say, well, wait a minute, you're up hunting deer. How is that a peaceful place? It is oh, extremely sure. peaceful to be out in the woods. And I do a lot, mm-hmm. the, the beauty of it, which is why I like it more than a lot of, it's not about hunting. It's about me time and being out in the woods mm. and thinking about me as a person and thinking about what, how I need to be better as a person. But it, get, it gave me that reminder that we aren't, granted we aren't guaranteed anything in this life and you have to take each moment and realize what makes you happy and take those moments of happiness and cherish them because again we're not guaranteed anything that is a beautiful sentiment and i could totally see why deer hunting is is a a peaceful Mm -hmm. place but did adam get a deer find out next Uh, that would be a no. Oh, no deer for me, which is no oh. big deal. No big deal. Again, so when you're up in the deer stand, I'm sorry. Are you going to go again? No, nope, that's again it. This weekend? No, that was the end of the oh. rifle season. Now it's a mus. Uh, it's a muzzle loader season. You knew that, right? I, I have no <laughs> idea what the, the words that you're saying are. I have muzzle. I like muzzle wear a muzzle. No, muzzle loader is like the old school uh, musket almost. Yeah, oh, see, Dave's. Yes. Well, yeah, they're not called muskets anymore. You have to, like, hand load the yeah. uh, gunpowder, and then you have to put the little paper down. So you down, have, like, a single shot. And, instead the shot of, and then you right. tamp it down with, like, the rod. It's like Civil War times, yeah, except you're so hunting Dave, deer. You don't have to tamp them down anymore. I think there's a different way well, to do that. What fun is that? <laughs> okay, so why would people choose to hunt with that as versus what Kind of old school. With? It's kind of old oh, school okay. way to do it. You so challenge throwback. yourself a little more. Mm hmm. Plus, a lot of people, okay. I'm sure, who are rifle hunting or gun hunting decide, hey, I want to keep hunting. So maybe they pick up a, a musket loader, a musket, <laughs> a, oh, a muzzle see, loader, and decide to uh, go muzzle loading. But no, uh, no, no venison this year. 
I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry for Jen. She was really counting on you, and you're not being really gone. being a good hunter. I not, you can't provide for your family. She, it's embarrassing. She is, right. no, yes, exactly. What kind of man are right. you? Your freezer's empty. What kind of man are you? No, she's thankful. Like I, to, I told, because well, like, I had like a, a fairly decent buck walk by me last weekend, mm-hmm. and I told her I passed on it. You know, like, oh, I passed on it. Uh, <laughs> thankful for the Why? deer. The deer. I don't oh. know. I just and she was like, "Thank you, don't," because she no. doesn't like like she likes freezer space that's what she likes and she doesn't oh, eat venison right. she doesn't want to eat venison and so she doesn't want just the thought for her of like a dead deer in chunks in the freezers not not a good one for her okay so i have some questions when you go hunting i mm-hmm. understand it's a lot of it's my understanding please correct me when i will be wrong about these questions um you stand a lot in a deer stand right uh, no, I sit, it's called a deer stand, but I sit in it. No, the okay. I have a what's called a ladder stand, so it's a ladder that goes up onto a platform, and mm-hmm. I've kind of figured I've rigged that platform so I have a seat mm-hmm. in it. It's very comfortable, actually. Um, okay, so but you're not getting a lot of exercise when you're doing this. I do walk to my stand, and is it a far walk to the stand? Not far enough. The reason I ask. I can't believe I is... can't believe this story. By the way, I know where you're going, and the, I can't believe this. Right? There's a survey out that says, and, and it's from Twin Cities. Axios published this that said walking is down in the metro 48.4 percent between 2019 and 2022. And I know you guys are yelling at your at your radios. I remember the pandemic. I, I remember it. <laughs> I was here. I get it. So less people were going to work. So we were not, you know, walking to get lunch. We weren't walking from our car to to our office. I get all of that. But friends, f- almost fifty percent less walking in two years. What the hell are we doing? But we were walking. You- but but we were walking for exercise. Remember the gyms were closed, so we had to do our own. We were. So we would I think go out in the streets by Cedar Lake. They blocked off the street yeah. so more people could socially distance right. while they were walking. Right. So what's happening? So do you really think and first that all, this is just because we're not going to work anymore, or are we just lazy asses now? Well, and this is not like a survey. This is like this is based. All, this is very Big Brothers, by the way, because it monitor. This is based on cell phones, and your cell phone knows when you're walking, and it knows how mm-hmm. far you've walked. So this is actual data from our cell phones. So yeah, what is it that we're just lazier or are we getting are we back in the gym now and not taking our phones? Or did we just get used to like the couch and Netflix and potato chips and not exercising during COVID and we're just we've just given up. We're, we're, have we given up? I, I, th- I am curious. And By the way, do you have one of those Fitbits that like w- that monitors you or an iPhone? No, or but my, my iPhone. Do- yes, I do have an iPhone, and it does it like you, you can. It it tells you how many steps you've taken. So if you you know you most people I guess keep their phone in their pocket, and it yeah it it monitors. It knows when you're walking and how far you've walked. So I don't have hmm. a direct. I've Fitbit, never checked that. But um, and this isn't just the Twin City. It's all over the country, everywhere. We're walking less. Why? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Why are we becoming a society? I mean, this is so dangerous for us becoming sedentary. It's not like we're walking less and pumping more iron. It's not like we're walking less and jumping rope more. Like, what are we doing? I, I, I look. I walked a lot less when I was sick, but I try now every day to move my body because it's 
it's hard. I got one of those walking treadmills, you yeah. know, that I could put in front of my TV just because I feel so sedentary. I do. There are days I don't leave the house because I like it here. But yeah, you got to do something. Got to uh, do something. Sandy from Apple Valley has called in with a deer hunting story. Uh, can we can we take a deer yeah, hunting story, Sandy? Go ahead. Yeah. Good morning. Our son-in-law was hunting with his daughter, deer hunting, in Ellsworth, Wisconsin, on his brother's acreage. And um, our son-in-law went to climb a tree to get in the deer stand, and the tree broke. Oh. And our son-in-law fell about 20, I'm hearing between 20 and 40 feet, and, um, and then went and rolled down a hill and screaming, I guess, the whole time while this happened. And luckily, there was uh, neighbors and relatives around that were able to uh, get to him. Um, mm. They, of course, had to take him to ambulance uh, to Regions over in St. Paul. And um, he's undergone one surgery so far. He has a uh, horribly broken left foot, uh, three broken ribs, and a punctured lung and a concussion. So you talk about going deer hunting, <laughs> you know. Yeah, not peaceful for everybody. Jeez, Sandy. Was, Jeez. Yeah. Th- yeah. Thanks for but calling. Did he get a deer, Sandy? Did he get? <laughs> he did not get a deer. No. <laughs> he rolled into it and knocked it down. I'm God kidding. Sa- I'm so sorry, Sandy. Thank you for for calling. Um, okay. <laughs> That's an awful story. That is terrible. No, it's very. It can be very dangerous. You don't want to fall out of your feet. Deer. How high is that deer? No, no, no. no. That's it. There's no way it was forty feet. Twenty is about the high. like. Mine is like twelve feet, and if you go any higher than like fifteen feet, but there's plenty of people do. They get up there like twenty feet. Like no, that is not for me. I'm sorry. I can see this story becoming like folklore in the family. Yeah. You know, he fell seventy five feet <laughs> and he landed on a deer, yeah. which killed it instantly. A and then we had venison shot. for yeah. Million to one shot, Doc. We we hope he's okay. We're yeah. not joking no, we're, about. I don't want to make light. Thank God he's okay. But we don't want to turn this into like open phones for deer hunting injury stories. Hey, what happened to you? No, eleven twenty nine. Where was Jordana Green last night? She texted Dave oh and I, and we were oh so excited. Where was oh she? You you won't believe it. We'll reveal it after traffic and weather. I next. barely believe it. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. My daughter asked me to help her last mm-hmm. evening. Yep. And of course, I said, I will happily help in any way. And in this help, in what she asked me to do for her, which was not a big ask. I was happy to do it. It was just you know a couple hours out of my night. Um, I took a picture of myself, a selfie, with um, a bag of the location. It didn't have a name on it or nope. anything. There was no signage. But it was like a... I mean, I guess you could say a logo bag. If if you had been to this establishment before, you might recognize. I had never been to this establishment before. So I took a picture of what was like a a napkin or what, whatever. It was a wrapper. Can, a wrapper. There you go. Wrapper. It was a wrapper and one of the most recognizable iconic. wrappers, iconic, that most Americans would immediately iconic. recognize. And Adam I and I knew exactly that. what was happening. I knew it. And I said, where am I? 
And like within 30 seconds, which is really an, an amazing feat for responding. Um, Adam, go ahead. You, you share with the group. Taco the, Bell. I have never... You were at Taco Bell. <laughs> I mean, you talk about I- iconic. I was uh, at Taco Bell. I mean, the, where would you want to be on a Sunday night other than Taco Bell? Mm-hmm. And Can you explain why home. you were at Taco I will. Bell? Did you, I will. Why Mark... did you make a run for the border? <laughs> for the border? And it was like Taco Bell in Egan. It was really far from where I live. And I'm like, Ruby, why in the world? And she said, she, Ruby is in charge of, she's like a, has a board position on her, at her youth group. So she is, um, you know, interested in gaining new members in different parts of the city for her. It, it's a youth group. It's a, a young women's group. I love that they meet and at Taco said, Bell too. <laughs> yeah. Well, she said in St. Paul, they want to start a chapter and there was a young woman who was like Ruby 16 now. So maybe she was 13, you know, she didn't drive yet. And she's going to, you know, try to lead this chapter. And she was, and Ruby and another girl on the board were meeting with her to, you know, get new members. And so I said, of course, I support your youth group efforts. And she said, our advisor either was sick or was out of town. And because they're underage, you know, Ruby's only 16. So we don't have an advisor and we can't get anybody to have an advisor. And we can't have a meeting without an advisor. We need an adult. She said, so can you come with us and just be the adult that's sitting in the room? I'm like, okay, but why can't we do this in the living room? But the other girls are from St. Paul. So I was like, okay, no problem. So uh, they said, and and she said, when they were doing like the, they were planning on where to meet, they didn't want it to be like too serious or anything. So the girl said, hey, why don't we just have dinner at Taco Bell? And the girls are like, okay, a casual place to just meet. I guess everyone's a big fan. And we went. And friends, I am serious when I say I have never, ever been inside a Taco Bell ever in my life. You call yourself an American? Yeah. I I have never. I've never run for the border. I've seen the commercials. Um, it doesn't look appetizing to me, but they wanted to have the meeting. I wanted to support my kid. So I go in. And there's like, um, does this happen in all Taco Bells where there's uh, now only iPads that you can order from? Or can you still order at the counter? It's been a while since I've actually been yeah. in a Taco Bell. I've been through the drive-through mm-hmm. many, many okay. times. Yeah, most of them now have the touch screen. You can go to right. the counter, but you're you know you're prompted to go to the touch yeah. screen and order. And right. Do it that way. So did the touch screen, and then I'm looking because you guys know I'm vegan. So there was something called like a potato taco. I'm very with fine. okay, and and you could customize it because I don't eat cheese, so you know no cheese. I'm sure I got like the worst thing on the menu because I can't eat a lot of that. I don't eat meat or chicken. So I got a potato taco with, I guess, what they would consider lettuce. It was, you know, it wasn't really lettuce. Well, it didn't resemble lettuce, but it was like, you know. <sighs> now you're slamming. Shredded, shredded iceberg was, lettuce. Yeah, same thing you floppy. would do Yeah. And then. Floppy. It's what? supposed to be No, floppy. iceberg has no nutritional value. We so? kale. Well, it doesn't make it not lettuce. <laughs> it's still lettuce. So there was that. And then I was like, well, that's not going to be enough food. So there was an opportunity to put fries in the taco. And I was like, oh, okay, I like fries. Those are potatoes. So I added fries to the taco. And I didn't realize you were supposed to order more than one to make a meal. So I was like, all right, I'll just get one. And it cost me $2.09. I thought that was a good value. And I ordered it and I got it and I ate it. And it was, um, uh, it was underwhelming. And I felt that it wasn't really food. I felt that it wasn't very potato-y. It was just like fries. You were eating onion rings from Burger King 30 seconds ago, but Taco Bells not food. 
it wasn't satisfying. And it we only had one. Um, you got to have more. Who goes? Who goes to Taco Bell? Can we do one a, item? Can we? Our next team lunch is going to be at Taco, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. And Adam and I are going to order for you. Oh, I yeah. promise we'll make it vegan. But Adam and I are going to order for you, and your experience. But my daughter. And I was with my daughters when you were texting me, and that's what she Morgan Morgan gets the potato taco, and she only gets one. I'm like, how on earth do you only get one item at Taco Bell? But she, and then she texted you. She well, said, "It's, for her. it's yeah. and for a dollar, it's great." Then you responded, "I paid two oh nine. I got screwed." Yeah, I got. I paid two. She pays a dollar. What? If there's a potato taco on the dollar menu. There's a dollar menu. That's what it is. I think you got charged a dollar for the taco and a one oh nine to add fries. Oh. Oh, yeah. so the, and it was only like two the, fries. Fries on the no, side. there were like two fries in the taco. You guys, yeah. it was such a weak Those effort. Two on the fries, fries cost more than your taco. Uh, somebody, so I should have add. I should have told him to add extra potato. You should have just gotten how it comes. You should have gotten three of them. Taco Bell is now. I'm talking about classic fast food restaurants. I don't don't come at me with your Five Guys yeah. or your fancy new fast food. Old school fast food. Taco Bell is the best, and it's not close. <laughs> Taco Bell is the best old school fast food. Look, somebody just texted us. Uh, I'm shame eating sixteen dollars worth of Taco Bell cuisine as I listen in my do truck. Do it, proud do of it. you, sir. Yes. I'm proud do of you. Do it, yes. Proud of and you. And that's what I. Okay, and another thing, I was shocked at how many people were in the Taco Bell. There were families. There were people sitting alone. My kids were having a meeting there. I was shocked on a Saturday night how many people are dining. I thought, like the texter said, this is like, and I no disrespect, but it was like shame food. You get it in the drive-thru and you eat it in your car. Isn't that how Taco Bell works? Yes. Because I was sitting in a seat in Taco Bell for an hour and a half while my kids had their meeting. And by the way, that those seats are not made to sit for an hour and a half. My back was killing by the time I was done there at Taco Bell. <laughs> that's not Well, that's what I'm saying. It was kind of funny that the, not a place you meet people often. Hey, let's meet at the Taco Bell and have a nice uh, no. uh, lunch no. date. This, um, this texture is killing me. Uh, Jordana, I'm feeling personally attacked yes. by this Taco Bell slander. Right. I, I'm sorry. I'm sure it is delicious. I just did it wrong, and I needed a guide. Apparently, I needed David and Adam to to join me. A couple of things. First of all, I think Taco Bell has uh, been the victim of shrinkflation. I don't believe that the tacos are as large as they used to be. Secondly, do you think in this day and age, Taco Bell could still still be allowed to use make a run for the border as their their tagline? I don't think he can do that anymore. I just... In this in this day and age, I like. I don't think you can use. It. How did you not like? I know you're trying to eat vegan. There's an entire section of their menu that's like veggie lovers, and there's like 20 different items that you can get that don't have meat. There's okay, an expansive they, it has amount cheese, of things. Though. I don't eat gotten. cheese. We just either. ask for any of these items without the cheese. I know, but do you expect me to believe that those beans are vegetarian? Don't you think they're like pork beans or in meat? No, I don't, I don't think pork, no. Beans. pork beans. No, absolutely about? not. They're just, just the black beans, beans are made of pig. Well, I just assume that they're prepared in what? some kind of place no, where there might have no, been meat. No, I'm zero no. chance. No, you don't think so? Well, they uh, all right, no. Jordana. The bean burrito, no cheese and hot sauce, lettuce and tomato. Okay, maybe I'll do that next time. But am I gonna, you know, have diarrhea for a month? Or a bean and rice burrito? <laughs> That's probably the price you pay. That's it's all good, man. I'm telling you, you might. <laughs> it's just you got to deal with it. There's a, there's a, it was an experience. There's a price to pay for ecstasy. That's all I'm gonna say. 
Fast food seating is designed to be uncomfortable on purpose. That way they can turn over customers. Well, friends, that was true. I was like, oh my God, I'm, you know, old. I can't sit in these chairs for this long. And, and we were there for like an hour and a half for their meeting. So it was a little too much for me. Taco Bell can't be beat. Had it for breakfast this morning. Breakfast crunch wrap. That's from Justin in Northeast Minneapolis. Speaking of Justin and speaking of Taco Bell, just one this quick funny story. Speaking of the seating in Taco Bell. See, when I was in high school, we used to be able to, they gave us, we had open lunch. We could go off campus to get lunch. Mm-hmm. Nice. So my friend Justin and I went to Taco Bell uh, right there on Robert Street. It's still in the same spot. And we were eating Taco Bell in there. And Justin was a large man, 6'7". Uh, mm-hmm. Also very flatulent. And he... Uh, <laughs> In the middle of eating Taco Bell, he leaned over and he ripped one and it reverberated off the hard plastic seats and it filled the entire Taco Bell restaurant. Not the smell, the sound. And it was like a record scratch and everybody stopped what they're doing. And I'll never forget that moment as long as I live. So embarrassing. Oh, Oh, he wasn't embarrassed, shockingly. We were high school boys. We thought it was pretty cool. I'm honestly, this texture says, I'm honestly starting to question if Jordana is from this planet. Yes. I know. I know. Because I haven't been to a Taco Bell and I, I don't eat McDonald's. I, I know. I've lived a weird life. I am from this planet. I am not an alien. That I know of. But also, I'm now 51. Like, should I really be eating Taco Bell? Isn't that something you eat in your younger years or with a heart of your stomach? Or I'm delicate. Or in a moment of pure, like, uh, that, I, I was just talking about this with my story about my uncle. Live each day. Like it's your last day. And if you want to go get Taco Bell, you go get some Taco Bell. Do not be shamed. Um, you, have, you have raised three kids. You have a successful life. You beat cancer twice. God darn it. You should be able to go eat Taco Bell. Yes. Why not? People, All right. You guys have to take me. Okay. People are Googling now what the ingredients are for Taco <laughs> Bell's black beans. <laughs> nachos Navidad, sure right? Is nachos not, or is that Taco John's? Nachos Navidad? That's Taco John's. Oh, wow. But they do have a uh, Nacho Supreme, I think, is what they have. But the you can green and get red that. tortilla chips? Yes. I mean, what, 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 what company celebrates American Christmas <laughs> better than our, <laughs> our bastardized taco restaurants? Americanized I know, right? taco restaurants. Right. What would actual Mexican chefs say about our Taco Bell? I mean, that is devastating. Someone said, George, Taco Bell beans are vegan, but some others are refried in lard. See, that happens. That's a thing. Things get refried oh, in lard. Some others and lard not is not the kosher. Ones Taco Bell. Refried in lard. I mean, okay. come that on. That does sound good. Lard is. By the way, actual chefs would say Taco Bell is not good food and then would go there at two o'clock yes. in the morning when they get done when with their shift. Drunk. Yes. Yeah, or they're high and they got the munchies. I bet it. You know what? Next time I'll take a gummy first. I oh, bet it'll God, taste no. way better. Yeah, that no? that that probably no, that probably works. Somebody just texted in Taco John's way better than Taco Bell. L to the no, it ain't close. Get out of here with that slander. Taco Bell by a mile over Taco John's. It ain't close. Plus, you really want to go to a taco joint named Taco John's? Like, come on. <laughs> Right? It could at least be like Taco Jose or Jorge, something at least a little more authentic. A little more ethnic. Yes. Hi, Adam. We are Simpatico. Taco Bell, best fast food, 100%. Um, Those those onion rings from Burger King are still my favorite. Sorry. They really are. And by the way, did you know that Shake Shack makes a vegan shake now? It's delicious. Had that the other day. Shake Shack to me. After UGM, I went over to the uh, food court. Shake Shack's one of those. Hoi polloi, kind of fancy uh, oh, fast food. That's not real fast food. No. That's like. It's not? Yeah, fast casual. I, I'm going to Taco Bell for lunch, by the way. That's where I'm going for yeah. lunch. 
This texture says, I'm 60. I work construction, eat Taco Bell, build your own cravings box nearly every day for lunch. Mm. Yes oh. to Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> every day. Could you imagine every day? That's bad, but I could eat one of those right oh, now. God, yes. <laughs> Bring it on. All right, 1147. <laughs> Taco Bell talk. We never right even talked about Baja Blast. Oh, the it's Baja like, Blast. Oh, my God. See, and then my kids offered me one. They say, as our advisor, you get a free Baja Blast. I said, what is that? They say, we think <laughs> Bend it's... Bend over and like, find out. <laughs> they say, so we good. think it's Mountain Dew in a slushy form. And I said, no, thank Come you. Come on. My teeth no. are just even thinking it was, about that. No, no. I said, no, no, thank you. Please give mine away to somebody else. No, I've said... <laughs> There's a couple of people who texted in. Is that what it is? Uh, well, it's just no, a it's flavor just a, of It's just a Dew. flavor of Mountain different flavor Dew. Of Mountain that's, Dew. That's, My uh, kids get uh, the diet version. They say the diet version is better than the, better than the regular. That's weird. That sounds worse. We've had a couple of people say Zantigo's has both of them beat. I've, I've never been to a Zantigo's. There's a couple of them well, we might have in the go. Twin Cities. but All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.